What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. Along with your football host, Alex the Marine Ruiz and Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, week 14 of the NFL season, college football is wrapped up. It is now bowl season. Uh, so the whole m- month of December is a marathon long bowl games, 42 of them. Uh, but the NFL is getting down to the nitty gritty. So we're really going to focus in on that in tonight's show but as we do each and every show we started off with our drink of the night brought to you by string sports brewery and i went with a uh twisted tea from the gas station that's incredibly out of left field i know they, what the wawa was pretty uh stripped clean of uh beer options tonight so that's where i went um okay uh, they didn't want to buy 12 packs, so I went with a 32 ounce twisted tea. That is about the last thing I would have expected you to ever say that you're drinking. Yeah, Maybe. I know. I applaud it, though. It's a different. It is like, different. It is different. What do you guys got? I mean, keeping routine. Keep All right, it- so Matt's got his. Matt's got his water. Give him a lot of water. Li- nothing like liquid death. Ambassador, let's go. There you go, Liquid Death. Come on down, join the show. I am drinking my woodchuck. All right, there you go. Got his woodchuck. My non, a non-spiked woodchuck. Free made in Vermont cider. There you go. All right, so uh, we'll start off college football. Uh, the playoff has been decided. You've got number one Georgia versus number four. Ohio State, number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. So you've got one SEC, two Big Ten, and one Big 12. Uh, I think that the way that it's it's matched up is is right, in my opinion. What do you boys think? I, mean, I like it. This is one of the times where I, I finally am like, yeah, this is exactly what the four should be. This is exactly who's got the best records. This is how it should stack up. These are the matchups I think are going to be the most intriguing. Yeah. I think that – so there was two sides of the argument that I heard. And depending on what you – you know, what your opinion is, you know, you side one way or the other. So the – two, Georgia and Michigan, no-brainers. Both undefeated, both conference champs, easy. Three and four, people were wondering, you know, with Kansas State losing or, or beating TCU in the in big – Obviously, Ohio State not even making it to their conference championship game, but getting in. Would one of them be three? Would one of them be four? Did TCU deserve to drop after losing in overtime in their conference championship game? Did Ohio State deserve to jump them? Uh, who's the better team between TCU and Ohio State? And I'll just I'll say it like this. This is the simplest way I think I can explain it, is that I think Ohio State may be a better team than TCU, but TCU is more deserving to be ranked third because their loss was in a conference championship game to a top rank in overtime, whereas Ohio State's loss was at home against a top five team touchdown loss and not in a conference championship game. You're going on the, the rankings of team is more deserving to be ranked third, not necessarily who the third best team is. 
tied by leading TCU at three. It gives no perhaps, but oh well. If you're the best, you're going to win them all anyway. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'm okay with where the rankings fell. I don't think Ohio State should be ahead of TCU, especially because TCU played one more game than they did. Um, yeah. That being said, I do have a problem with Alabama being ranked five ahead of Tennessee at six when Alabama lost to Tennessee in the head-to-head. So yeah, it, and if, yeah, and if it, it was a bigger, if it was more teams in the playoffs, that would be a big deal, but. Technically, it's all no. irrelevant out of the top four. Yeah. Yeah, but I, weirdly enough, as much as, like, I would love to disagree with Alex because I just sometimes like to just disagree. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, no, on, also, that is actually something I thought of, too, and looked at it. I'm like, like They're both 10 top and four two, is perfect. Oh, at home. They're both three and two away. They like, both finished the season with a win. Like, it just. That should prove everything. Yeah. The head to head point though, Tennessee like, wins head to head. Why ranked below? It right, really doesn't make sense. And point is that head to head is supposed to matter, hey. but that ranking shows that it doesn't matter. Which I don't what know I just don't like about it. Is, what I don't like about it is since we are going to expand the playoff, we know it's going to happen. There's just it's inevitable at this point. It's well, it's already going to happen. It's already been passed now, so it starts 2024. We've got exactly. A so we know it's happening. Twelve. So we know what's happening. So what I don't like about that, and I'm with Alex on this, is like I just think it's absolutely crap. And I mean, look, it really doesn't matter, but it does because it's got implications for what could happen down the line and how these, you know, rankings are going to be in place. Are they going to change them because we're going to expand the playoffs, or we're going to keep it the way it's been? Well, and, the rankings will be you know? the rankings will be changed a little bit in that your top five seeds will automatically be your Power Five conference champions, of and then. Your other seven are your best at large. So if you get an upset in the conference championship game, that team's getting a top five seed. I mean, yeah. I mean, I kind of – I really can't – I personally like that. I just – Just the way I see it, right? The way I see it, right? The one plays the two, the three plays the four, the five plays the six, right? So this would be giving Alabama home field advantage in that scenario against Tennessee when Tennessee, who has the head-to-head win, should have the home field advantage in the rematch. Exactly. I'm with you. Alex. That's why I don't. That's why I don't think it's a fair ranking for them. Agree. Yeah. What well, like I said, we don't have to worry about it. They're not playing against each other. Oh, no. I mean, and I get no. people be like, "Oh, it's semantics." Eh, I mean, it it's is, but it's also not. <laughs> it, it, it's not Tennessee. If you really look at it, it's the same argument with um, TCU, in my opinion. Like God, I'm I'm arguing for Tennessee. I know, and, I, and I'm in the division with them. All right, let's <laughs> get it over. Football league, gentlemen. It was an interesting week. Personally, on the show, it was a disappointing week. But let's get into what happened and then preview what what's about to be. 14. Uh, uh, we'll start off tonight. AFC East matchup Bills over the Patriots 24 to 10. It was never really even a close game. The Bills dominated. Tough news for the Bills. They learned today Von Miller ACL surgery out for the season. We'll see how that affects the Bills' playoff run. On Sunday, you had Steelers-Falcons. Steelers take it 19-16, a big road win. Steelers, Packers, and Bears. The Bears had a ninth into the fourth quarter. Packers score 18 unanswered in the fourth quarter. Win it 28-19. Rodgers still owns the Bears. 
Jaguars go up to the Motor City, and the Lions absolutely embarrass them, turning them into the Sad Cats. The Lions did not punt. They scored either a touchdown or field goal every possession of the game as they win 40-14. to 14. Jets, Vikings were up big. Jets made it close at the end, but the Vikings hold it 27-22. NFC East showdown, Commanders and Giants, uh, divisional matchup. Those games are always tight in that division, and it was as tight as it could get, 20-20 to 20, overtime tie between the Giants and the Commanders. So we'll see how that Titans and Eagles and what was a big matchup of two first-place divisional teams. Eagles throttled the Titans. 10, A.J. Brown, unstoppable. Broncos, Ravens, and what trash offensive show from both teams. Ravens win 10 nine, uh, in nine innings, basically. Uh, Browns, Texas, the return of Deshaun Watson. He struggled. Browns win it on defense and special teams. And to 14. Seahawks and Rams. Rams made it interesting, but the Seahawks are clutch late. They win 27-23. Dolphins and Niners. Everybody hyping up to be one of the biggest games of the weekend. 49ers Garoppolo to a foot injury early in the game. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, comes in. What do the Niners do? They throttle the Dolphins 33-17. That just means that they're a good team with a good system. Chiefs, Bengals, and what was an ever-anticipated matchup, rematch of the AFC Championship game from a year ago. Bengals, man, they've got the Chiefs numbered. Bengals win at 27-24 in a tight game. Bengals win the fourth quarter 10-0, and that made all the difference. Uh, AFC West matchup, Chargers, Raiders. Chargers won it week one. Raiders win it in week 13, 27-20. Justin Herbert sacked sixth block form. Colts, Sunday night football. This game was a wild one because it was tied 17-all at halftime. Colts had a lead going into the fourth quarter, a six-point lead. And then the Cowboys just decided, oh, there's that can of whoop-ass in the back of the pantry. 33 points in the fourth quarter. They win 54 to 19. And then on Monday Night Football, Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. He throws a touchdown pass with three seconds left. The Saints always give Brady that division, but the Bucks win 17 to 16. So, boys, all that being said, the picks went like this Matt and Alex, dead heat, both went eight and seven. My dad and I, dead heat, both went 12-3. and three. So the season totals look like this. I'm at 130-60. and 60. Dad is at 125-70. and 70. Matt is at 118-77. and 77. And Alex is at 103-92. and 92. Not able to pick up any ground as they both went 8-7. and seven. So those were the results, boys, of the week. What impressed you? What was disappointing? What was surprising? I'm disappointed in the Giants, even though I picked Washington to win it. Yeah, you're disappointed disappointed. because you would say that if the Giants only give up 20 points, that's like their metric. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And they Uh, couldn't get it done. I'm going to, real quick, just to make it easier for Flo, because it directly ties in. I'm going to interject because that's literally my disappointed. I, I have to be a homer. Um, in that game, besides it being a tie, 
is that they just couldn't do anything in the fourth quarter, and they have been able to do it in the fourth quarter. So let's see what shit. happens. Shut out in the shut out in the fourth quarter, and and like I said, they they had been clutch in the red zone in the fourth quarter, and that was one of the few times this year where they were not. I mean, the biggest thing is again, you know, it took a while for Barkley to get going, and he barely really did at that. He had one good run. Honestly, uh, as much as fans ain't gonna want to hear this, it was honestly Daniel Jones carrying the team because they don't have anybody to throw to. Slayton should basically be like benched. That was the benched. I mean, the guy guy caught six of his eight I targets. Don't care. Bro, that's why they can't win because they don't have number ones. They they don't even have a number two. Like a number one or a good number two catches that pass. I don't I don't care if he caught six of eight. That you, pass. You know, no. Never mind. No. If you're disappointed in the Giants, I think rightfully so. That was a big game at home where they had a chance and yeah, they had been winning those type of games. So Four and I'll be honest, quarters. I think it was disappointing with the ja- with the Jaguars how they come out with a, a a win at home last week against on a two point conversion and then to just go up to Detroit and uh, basically play like a Pop Warner team. I mean that's disappointing on the defense. What do you boys got? Prizes or I was surprised that the Steelers were able to win a road game. Like I thought the Falcons would be a better team, more consistent. They were not. So it was surprising to see the Steelers go on the road. They now won two straight. Three in a row overall. I'll be honest, I was impressed that the Eagles were able to shut down the Titans in that running game and dominate. I mean, the Titans were technically a good matchup in terms of the type of team that they play with their game and their defense, and the Eagles said, no, we got this, and uh, kind of took them out of their game. Uh, yeah, my um, <clears throat> a little reversed, but um, I actually – my was how well Philly's defense stopped the rush attack. Now, I mean, granted, we know that it's very du- easily done, um, so to speak. It's not impossible to do anymore to stop Derrick Henry. Still breaks free for some big yards here and there. but Well, part of was, stopping Derrick Henry was, is getting the lead on the Titans to take them out of the run game. Yep. Yeah. I just was very surprised. I was just surprised in how flat it was. Um, yeah, they were. Uh, there's some drama in Tennessee too, so I I don't know how much how good I feel about them moving on. How was your um, surprise? What was impressive? I impressed. <clears throat> Alex, you'll appreciate this one, and I'm not like I do true problem saying this. I was impressed at just purely how bad Matt Ryan was. <laughs> it was like just I know he threw for yard, but it was just bad. I mean, I know the first half. My God, some of they the were in it. Game, I'm like, wow, like that was impressively. That was an impressively delayed throw. Like, just not good, and that clearly yeah. is. I mean, we know that how the Cowboys were able to put up a, th- uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's a lot of points in one quarter in the NFL. Quite frankly, that's also where I'm impressed, and I can't. It is you take that 30, 33 in the fourth away, and it's a 21-19 game. I mean, the, the Colts had every opportunity. Yeah, the, Col- the Colts were winning. They had an opportunity to take it was that bad. game away. Yeah. That's got wanted to just I, – I, I not ever recall a game that went 0 to 100 that fast, that quick in the fourth quarter like that. Like, Yeah, yeah. it did. It was as quick as a hiccup great. the way it turned. Alex, what impressed you and what surprised you? Right, and the Jets impressed me. I know they I know they lost that game, but that <laughs> that performance overall was pretty pretty stellar to me, I think. I mean, you go and look get- at Mike White's stats. He was he was I mean, they How- ran the ball 20 57 times. The Jets aren't going to Yeah, win I mean, the guy, he had 31 31 completions. He had 370 yards through the air. I mean, he got seven one and also, honestly, Knight did have 90 yards. I think it was. So, I mean, yeah. you know. 15 yeah, rushes for, for the Jets yards. to win if White's throwing 50 times a game. I yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, 57 to be exact. So, I, I mean, they had the opportunity. Unfortunately, nobody was really – I mean, they had – oh, Garrett Wilson was the only one really doing anything for them. That rookie's uh, good. Mean, Corey Davis was was five of ten on his targets. I mean, you want to talk about a receiver Actually, getting yeah, you benched? Talk about that. <laughs> he needs to get was, benched. Um, best, um, or my surprise, my, I'm surprised by the Jets just being able to put in enough fight. I mean, they're still seven and five. They got a winning record, so they put up yeah, a good fight against the. They put up a, a fight against a ten and two team. They could have very easily been eight, eight and four here. But um, my my impressed though, and I'm heat for this. But I I am I'm impressed by the 49ers to go in against a high powered Miami Dolphins offense, um, and find a way to get Brock Purdy. To just do amazing things and manage that game well enough to win for them. Yeah, I mean, they... besides the first play of the game, they pretty much shut the Dolphins down for the most part. Yeah, they really... I mean, McCaffrey, McCaffrey only had sixty-six on the ground. He had eighty through the air. I mean, he was their leading, their their leading receiver. But um, I, I, I mean, it's put Mister Irrelevant in the starting QB situation. Nobody's going to expect anything other than let's just minimize the loss here, and they ended up going double digit on the win. Yeah, no, they were they clutched up. Rep- it was it was impressive. So the way it sits mm-hmm. right now, boys, with the uh, the playoffs standings, you got the AFC. Oh, got cool. The Bills are the one seed at nine and three leaders. Chiefs are the two seed West leaders. Ravens the three seed eight or North leaders. Titans the four seed seven and five. South leaders, and then your wild card teams. You got the Bengals at the five seed, the Dolphins at the six seed, and the and the Jets at the seven seed. In the NFC, you got the one seed Eagles as your East leader, the two seed Vikings as your North leader, the three seed Forty ers as your West leader, and the four seed Bucks South leader. And the wild card is Cowboys at five. Giants at six and Seahawks at seven. So that's where the standings shake out heading into week 14. Now, before we make our picks, we're going to do just a quick little segment here. I think we all would agree that 
most important statistic in the NFL because at the end of the day, the score determines whether you win or lose. Would you agree with that? I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So the, the question posed to you two gentlemen, more than you can have more than one answer, but okay. what do you think are the most important team statistics that determine that determine a team's ability to win a football game? <coughs> Oof. Um, and I'll give you I'll give you mine to a idea. So my number one that I wrote down was points per play. How many how many points do you do you average scoring per play that you run? And what that means to me is how efficient are you on offense when it comes to scoring points that you run on offense? And my reasoning points per play being my most important statistic is Listen to the teams that lead the NFL in points per play, and you tell me if they are currently a good team. Number one, Kansas City. Number two, Seattle. Number three, Dallas. Number four, Philadelphia. Number five, Buffalo. Number six, Miami. Number seven, Cincinnati. You guys, I drift. So for me, points per play now there are a couple others that i wrote down as well i think um third down percentage given up basically how many third downs are you allowing your opponents to convert i think that's a big deal because that indicates a are you getting off the field are you stopping opponent from going on drives uh i'll give you an example the giants defense ranked bell an opponent's third down conversion percentage. They're only letting their opponents convert 35% of the time. That's ranked fifth in the NFL. What is the what have the Giants been good at all year that has kept them in the games? Getting their getting their defense off the field on third downs, not allowing teams to sustain a lot of drives. Obviously, red zone efficiency is another big one. But I think how many times you're forcing teams into third downs and and eventually fourth downs because fourth down, they're either punting or going for it. That's a key indicator, I think, as well, in terms of your chances to win a football game. If you're putting teams and getting them off the field on third down, making them punt on fourth down. So points per play, number one for me, but those third down, fourth down indicators are also important as well. What do you boys got? Ooh. Um, I mean, you said the key word to me, and that's efficiency. Um I, I think when 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 grading a team on, on like you know what what key statistics like you're saying would would really matter most. I would say time of possession. Right. Um, I, I think it, obviously if you if you have the time of possession for the majority of the game, that would that would indicate that you have control of the game, right? You're allowing them to score when you want them to, shit like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really good it's like a good key indicator of, of how well your team is doing because you control the tempo of the game. You're basically saying you're we're doing this, but we're doing this at my speed. Um I think I think another another good thing for me, and this is this is something that Matt you're not gonna agree with, but I think offensive yards 
is a really big key indicator of a game, right? I mean, you could be not at all. You could have you could have time of possession all you want, but if you've only got 200 yards of total offense through four quarters, then I mean, what the hell are you really doing? You know, yeah, yeah oh, I'm controlling the game, but you need to fucking score. So it's just wasted oh. time of possession. So I think those two go hand in hand. Um, and then I think another one for me is um, defensive points allowed per 100 yards, right? And and that if they're only allowing six points per 250 yards of offense from the you know, opposing team. That's, that's good to me because that means they've only given up field goals. Right. All right. Very Matt, what do you got for your key team indicators there? Your team, your team statistics that you look at. I mean, I get where Alex is coming. I'm going to agree to disagree. Um, just, and also to keep it different too. Um, I think, Kind of both y'all's points, both is I think it is important to look at points for their third down efficiency on defense. Their defense only gives up 21 points, but here's the problem they only so, yeah, it's an increase from last year, which was pathetic. Yeah, but I mean, points per game is a big indicator. Um, it's gonna, I, I mean, clearly, again. It's who's got the most points at the end of four quarters. Big That's statistic. It. But I do think it does directly tie in with your defensive points. Double stat. Um, I do think time possession is important, but it can also be skewed because start, field starting position dictate how long you really need to take the score and how many yards you need to get. But both important stats. Mm-hmm. I think third down efficiency on offense is important because they usually preach defense so much. But when we're talking about how you're grading teams, um, I think you lean more towards the offense side just as a whole because that does give some indicators. That's a good stat. I'm going to ask you a question on that stat because you just said offensive third down efficiency. Where do you yeah. think the Giants are? 42%. What percent? 42. No, nope, lower than that. Oh, God. <laughs> They rank twenty first in the NFL, so they're not bottom third. Okay, but they're at they're at thirty eight point eight percent on third down offense. Hey, I wasn't far off. No, you weren't. So, the the top team on third down offensive efficiency is who? Oh, it's not not a hard question. Chiefs. Well, they're basically tied with the Bills. Both are okay. Fifty one point seven and fifty one point four. So. Four. Buffalo and Kansas City are the only two teams on offense that convert third down 50% of the time. You know, that's exactly where that statistic is hugely indicative of how good your offense is. Yeah. I mean, both teams you are could, nine win every, teams. You can every other third down conversion. I mean, your defense is just like, you, you get, what the hell are we going to do? The only outlier, the only bad team, the only bad team that is good at converting on third down is the Chicago Bears. They're sixth in the NHL or in the NFL at forty five point one percent. And I think yeah, they use the Justin Fields legs. That's I was going to say they use Fields legs. So that's what that's that's the only all the other teams that are good on third down are good football teams right now in terms of offense. So, and what's funny is you, I feel like sometimes that could have looked been or in the past it could have been looked at almost as like a just a fluff stat because sometimes you get fluff fluff up points whatever it may be, but how many times are you going to hit third down in fluff time? Yeah. You're, you're probably you. 
converting for so like it really does show where your efficiency and also shows tight games too. I mean, which could be a good or bad thing. I'm going to ask you guys one more stat team question, and then we'll make our picks here. Who do you think, or um, how do I want to phrase this? Okay. What is the, um, in terms of average points per game on offense, which division leading team is lowest in the, in the league? So your division leaders, you've got Buffalo, you've got Kansas City, you've got um, Baltimore, and you've got Tennessee in the AFC. And then in the NFC, you've got Philadelphia, you've got Minnesota, you've got San Francisco, and you've got Tampa Bay. So out of those eight, lowest in points per game. I am going to have to go with Tampa Bay. It is. It's the Bucks. And do you know where Tampa Bay ranks overall in the NFL in points per game right now? Oh, it, it's got to be. It's got to be bottom five, it's dude. The bottom of the of the bottom three. They are. They're twenty seventh out of thirty two, averaging 18, 18.1 points per game. Tampa Bay. That's and insane. hold on, Tennessee. Tennessee is twenty sixth at eighteen point three. I mean, that's that is bad for two division leading teams. I mean, they're right next to each other. Yeah, right then, next to each other. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Look so, at the divisions, A and then B, though. Um, who's the worst? I, just because I, I have a point. Denver's, the worst? Denver's averaging 13 points. We know it's got to be Denver. Let's <laughs> clarify before I make the comment. Yeah, Denver's worst team in terms of points per game on yeah. offense. Yeah, what are they went like, what, like four What's, games without scoring oh. a touchdown? I mean, they still <laughs> yeah. not now. In terms of points per game on defense, yeah, okay. San Francisco is the top team in the league. They're only giving up fifteen point eight. Denver's number two. They're only giving up seventeen. Problem is, is they're only scoring thirteen. Denver's got the number defense in the league, and they are terrible. Again, and if you it's... just want your if you want your reference, your Giants are twelfth. They're they're giving up twenty one points per game, which is why. <laughs> what are they? What's their PPG average though? What's their offensive points per game yeah. average? Point four. Uh, like 18 something? They are 20.4. So this, oh, is, this, is, this is why the Giants have to score more than 21 to win. That's only happened like three times this season. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's look at the picks for this week, boys. Uh, we've got an interesting slate. Now, not that, not all that compelling. Las Vegas versus Los Angeles Rams. Right now, Raiders are six and a half point road favorites. The over under is forty three and a half. Yes, the Rams just got Baker Mayfield. He, it's not a hundred percent certain that he's going to start for them. If he does, what capacity of the playbook does he know? I don't think it really matters anyway. Uh, I don't want the Raiders to win, uh, but I'm picking them to win because they're clicking on offense and the Rams haven't clicked on offense since Cooper Cup got hurt. So, I've got the Raiders. Who do you boys got? Uh, I this one. Oh, well, it's Rams because he had them win the shit ton of games this year. So, uh, Matt, 15. what do you got? You got Raiders or Rams? Big 14. <laughs> yeah, I got the Rams. You were right. I know. This is definitely one of those games that's like, uh, who the hell do you pick? Because who's going to – who's worst is going to be – or who's worst is going to be least worse? 
Whatever way I'm trying to word that. Regardless, um, I'm still going to go Raiders. Who's bad's going to be worse? I mean, I feel like Baker Mayfield's going to draw the start because the only other option they have is Bryce Perkins. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, I, mean I, I can't. I can't imagine Baker just coming in and lighting it up. But yeah, I'm still going Vegas as much as I don't want to because I just don't trust them. Because I mean, they've been, they've been bad in some games. Um, but I'm still yeah. going Raiders. So there's a head-to-head between Matt and Alex right out of the gate. Uh, big NFC North divisional matchup, Vikings and Lions in Detroit. Right now it's Detroit minus two-and-a-half point home favorite, over wow. under 52-and-a-half. Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of points in this one, which I could definitely see happening. Um, it, it's interesting that you've got a Lions team that's favored against a 10-win division leader. So Vegas knows something, but I'm still going to go with Minnesota here. I think they've been able to find ways to win close games, and I think it happens one more time. Yeah, I've got Minnesota here too. I'm I'm comfortable with that prediction, um, but I, I would take the over. Over the 52-and-a-half. <laughs> there you go. Matt, who you got here, Vikings or Lions? First off, I got to give one real quick, though. Kudos to the Lions. You are a home favorite. I mean, I know you're. I, I know it's home, but dude, over. All right, all right, Lions. Yeah. I mean, they've been uh, battling. I, I'm impressed. Um, Vegas, you with you? I, I don't know. What What do you know, Vegas? What do you know? Um, I don't. I just don't know if I trust Detroit during the makings of maybe being a decent team. Um, like actually a decent team. I mean, five wins isn't awful. Um, I think I'm going to have to stick. I've gone with them a lot this year. I think I'm just going to have to stick Skull. All right. Matt's got the Vikings. We're all on the Vikings there. Uh, this next one, a rematch in the AFC East. Jets and Bills this time in Buffalo. Bills minus nine and a half point favorite over under 43 and a half. I think the Bills definitely get their revenge here uh, and win this one. They need it. They need a division win. Who you boys got? J-E-T-S. I'm just kidding, Bills. All right, Alex has got the Bills. Matt, where are you going here? Circle the wagon. So I'm continuing to do so. But Jets will probably keep it somewhat interesting for a quarter or two. Yeah, well, there you go. They, they certainly could. This next one in the, uh, NF, the AFC North, this one will be a bloodbath as it always is. Ravens-Steelers. Right now it's Pittsburgh. Minus two-and-a-half point home favorite. Over under 36 and a half. Uh, I'm picking the uh, Ravens to win, even though Pittsburgh's the hotter team. They've won three in a row. But this is also my uh, the the one my play of the week is the under on the 36 and a half here. The under is hit between these two teams five of the last six times that they've played it in Pittsburgh. It's hit seven of the last nine times that these teams have played overall. Um, if you don't like the 36 and a half uh, and you want a little bit more comfortability with the bet, you can always tease it up to 39 and a half, but I'm taking the under on 36 and a half as my play of the week in this game. Who you boys got winning Ravens or Steelers? I got the Steelers. All right, Alex going Steelers, Matt, who you got? First off, I, I, I will say that I've never, ever, ever, 
heard you under, which that should tell I mean, you I something. Hit the, I hit the under in Baltimore and Denver last week of under 39 and a half. That was Just easy. Saying. I went 2-0 in my picks. I had Vikings minus three. That was a winner. And under 39 and a half, Ravens-Broncos. I'm 2-0 and in our new uh, betting tips segment. Uh, I'm just saying, I usually don't hear you take unders ever. So, Well, unders hey. do hit. Oh, I just, I just like the overs because I like rooting for points. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, who doesn't? Um, I'm going – I'm going – you know what? I, I, you said I it. You said it. You're going Baltimore. Oh, I'm going Pitt. All right. Matt's going I, Steelers Baltimore, as well. Way too many leagues. It's, it's going to catch up. It already has. Somehow, Pitt's hot. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh is battling to keep Tomlin from that losing, not losing record. We'll see how Basically. it goes. All right. Here's the big one. NFC East. Eagles, Giants in East Rutherford. Right now, it's Philadelphia minus six and a half road favorites over under 45 and a half. Where are you boys going here with Eagles Giants? I went Giants here. All right. So Alex has got the G-men here winning it at home. Matt, what do you got? I don't, I, I don't like that pick, but it is what it is. All right. Well, you've got it. This is their first matchup against each other this season. Yep. One team this hot, one team not. What what's Philly's average points per game? <laughs> uh they're second in the league right now at twenty nine or twenty eight point five. So yeah, um all right. This is gonna Chiefs go. Are one number two. one at twenty nine point <laughs> two. Eagles are second at twenty eight point five. All right. This is one two ways. I'm either gonna catch a lot of heat for who I pick, or I'm gonna be absolutely gonna call it that I picked against a, a jinx or something. I can't okay. believe I'm a, really. I, I can't be like, always wanting to be a homer. I know the writings are on the wall. Uh, the Giants don't play well at home against Philly. Let's just be real. I don't know what it is for sure, but there's, there's been marquee yeah. loss at home. The Giants don't play well against any division team at home this season. <laughs> <laughs> not, not wrong. Um, yeah, I'm going Philly. I, I, I hate going that way because I just can't stand the thought of rooting for the fact that I need my, my picks um, for Philly. But um, maybe I pick Philly and it, you know, like, oh, hey, let's, let's get a win. Maybe. All right. We'll see how it goes. I mean, we're going to be locked into it at 1 o'clock on Sunday. It's going to be – it's obviously a huge game. Uh, Battle of Ohio in the AFC – North, Browns, Bengals, this one's Cincinnati minus six and a half point home favorite over under 47 and a half. I know the Browns won last week, but it's against the the worst team in the league, the Texans, and they did it with defensive and special teams scoring touchdowns. I think the Bengals are starting to click. I'm taking the Bayou Bengals. Uh, no problem here. Yeah, yeah. he's going to cruise. All right. That was an easy one for us there. We're all on. The Bengals, uh, another divisional matchup, Jaguars-Titans. I mean, the Titans own the Jaguars, especially up there in Nashville. This one is Titans minus three-and-a-half point home favorite, over under 41-and-a-half. Um, I, I like the Titans to win this game, and I would also take them minus the three-and-a-half. You could even buy a half a point to get minus three if you feel more confident. But 
I'm picking the Titans to win this game. Who do you boys got? Got the Jags. All right, Alex is going with the Jaguars in a bounce-back game. Maybe they, they get one and they shut down Henry. What do you got, Matt? Both these teams can seriously go kick rocks because you've let me down multiple times this year when I've picked you. Um, honestly, I Tennessee could really put up a sinker or the Jackson actually somehow like play full all game. I think the Titans might have put up their stinker against the Eagles last week. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee. Sorry. Right, Matt's ball. going Titans there. Derrick Henry have a field day potentially. Uh, this one well is, against the Titans. Yeah, that is true. Uh, this next one, Alex doesn't get to make a pick. We got Cowboys-Texans. Uh, I'm taking Dallas. I mean, the line right now is Cowboys minus 16 and a half. Over under right, 45 and a half. I mean, this one, the, the Texans might score garbage time points, but this game's not going to be close. Um, I actually do think the Titans, the uh, Texans cover. Only because yeah. how often actually win by their big spread. Now, there's that's not That's what any. I'm saying. They'll get some garbage time points in the, in the well, cover. That's fine. That's that would be my bet line. What, taking the Texans plus the 16 and a half? Absolutely. All right, there you go. That's Matt. That's Matt's, uh, that's Matt's top pick for the week is Texans plus 16 and a half. Alex, you said you liked what? The over on the uh, what? The Vi- the Vikings, Vikings Lions. That's right. Yeah, so Vikings Alex's, Lions pick yeah. is, Alex's pick is the over 52 and a half on Vikings Lions. Mine's the under 36 and a half on Ravens Steelers. And Matt's is Texans plus 16 and a half. All right. This next one's also not going to be a close game, but we got to pick it anyway. Uh, Chiefs Broncos in Denver right now. It's Kansas City minus nine and a half point road favorite over under 43 and a half. Uh, I mean, I've got the Chiefs. Yeah, Denver's defense. They they do all they can, but their offense can't score in a whorehouse. So I've got the Chiefs. Yeah, I got Chiefs too. Matt, what do you got? Chiefs. All right, nice and easy. We're we're making some of these. Some of these picks are just simple. Uh, it is what it is. This next one's another simple one. Uh, you got Panthers out in the Great Northwest against the Seahawks right now. It's Seattle minus four over under forty three and a half. I think Seattle got a big uh, road win last week, and they're going to carry that momentum. Carolina is not a good football team. Uh, I've got Seattle easy. I like I like the minus four as well. I don't think Carolina is going to be able to cover. Lockett and Metcalf. Uh, so I actually think Seattle is going to make some pretty explosive plays through the air and cover the four. Seahawks or Panthers? I unfortunately have the Panthers. All right. That's because Alex did not have Seattle winning many games. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I think Seattle still has a, a significantly better football team than Carolina. So that I would agree with that wholeheartedly. All right, this one's an interesting one right here. Buccaneers, 49ers. Brady and the Bucks are three-and-a-half-point road underdogs, so 49ers minus three-and-a-half, over under 30-and-a-half. First time Brady has ever been an underdog against a rookie quarterback in his career. Uh, the 49ers are the better football team, but, this, but does this game come down to Brady being Brady? Who do you boys got? 
Yeah, I mean, this game comes down to Brady versus Brock Purdy. So, um, I, I I like that I went Bucks here. All right, Alex is going Bucks. Matt, what do you got? You think Tampa? You think Tampa gets on a roll and steals one out west? It's going to be them getting on a roll, but it's me honestly completely agreeing with Alex when it comes down to it. Whatever it is, Brady is like the one quarterback that it truly does become quarterback versus quarterback. It doesn't matter to defenses. Um, I mean, I think San Francisco is going to keep this really interesting. And I think it's going to be a literally last minute game drive. It's going to clearly be close. Um, but yeah, I got Brady being Brady. Getting I mean, he coming. scored twice in the last three minutes last night. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you guys too. Night, I actually have, I've got the Bucks winning this one too because. I do think somehow Tampa Bay's defense is able to stifle the rookie quarterback now that there's some uh, film on Brock Purdy. 49ers match up well, but if the Bucks keep it within a possession, you better believe Brady's going to have something to do about it in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how it goes. All right, boys, this next one, Sunday Night Football, Dolphins-Chargers. Chargers, three-and-a-half point road – or, uh, excuse me, home underdogs, over-under – 51 and a half. Uh, Primetime Herbert, the Chargers are going to need it. They can't block for him. They don't play good third down defense. Uh, there's a, a ton of problems that we don't have enough time to diagnose in this show because it's not a Chargers podcast. Uh, that being said, where are you boys going here? Dolphins, Chargers. I want Chargers here. All right, Alex is going Chargers. Matt, what do you got? This is the – this will be the, uh, the Twitter war between uh, – Tua and Herbert, so I would suggest if you're sensitive to idiots, do not check Twitter during the course of this game or afterwards. Um, and do not watch uh, Emmanuel Acho's show on TV either. I'm going to go Chargers. Um, primetime Herbert's primetime Herbert. He's All done right. it multiple upon multiple times at this point. I truly think they can find a way to just make just enough plays because that's what it's going to come down to, who makes plays um, and more game-changing plays. Games have a knack, but at the same time, I, I think they're still not completely – you can't completely trust them. Um, well, this, is the, this is the Chargers season. It's absolutely on the line. They lose this. They go to six and seven. They lose it to a, uh, an AFC wild card opponent who's ahead of them right now and would have a three game lead. So, I mean, this is basically the Chargers playing for their playoff lives here. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. They're going to wear the powder blues. You never know what happens when they wear the powder blues. We'll see Monday night football Patriots Cardinals Patriots minus one and a half point road favorites over under 44 and a half. Um, it's, it's a weird game, but, New England hasn't been overly impressive, but you can't bet on the Cardinals. They're Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I'm taking the Patriots to win this one. Um, it'll probably be close, but I think Belichick is going to school uh, the Cardinals. So I'm taking the Patriots. What do you boys got? This is going to be one of the matters um, more than anything. Belichick's going to take that. Um, yeah, I got New England. All right, Matt's going Patriots. Alex, what do you got? Patriots. <laughs> All right, so Alex also has yeah. Patriots. So not as many head-to-head here. Let's review it, what we've got. Matt's got the Raiders. Alex has the Rams. 
Matt's got the Eagles. Alex has the Giants. Matt's got the Titans. Alex has the Jaguars. Matt's got the Seahawks. Alex has the Panthers. So only four head-to-head matchups this week between Matt and Alex in the season-long showdown. So it uh, it won't be a huge opportunity for some movement, but there could be some. So we'll see how it goes. And as for our top three bets for the week, Alex has the over 52.5 in Minnesota and D. We'll make a note of that. I have the under 36.5 in the Ravens and Steelers game, so we'll make a note of that. And then Matt has the Texans plus 16.5 in the game against the Cowboys, so we will make a note of that. Obviously, these are uh, the lines and the totals on the FanDuel Sportsbook app on Wednesday. So obviously the numbers could change by the time kickoff comes around. And obviously you can get different lines and totals from different sites, but we stick with FanDuel just in case FanDuel ever hears the show and wants to sponsor it. We will welcome it with open arms. So it's going to be a good week of NFL football. There's really never a bad week of NFL football in terms of the entertainment. It's the last week where there's teams on a buy. Uh, so that means next week's show, You'll have every single team playing in the NFL, and uh, we will recap what happens. But for Alex and Matt and myself, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time, and we will see you next week.